welcome back to another episode of Is That Your Sis podcast. I'm Malik, and I'm joined with my mom, Nikki, and we're here to talk to you guys and talk to each other and learn and grow and all those beautiful things. I'm happy that it's May and, you know, summer is coming up soon. And yeah. So how are you doing, mom? I am exhausted, as a matter of fact. Um, I've been sleeping a lot. So weird. I think it's because I'm doing a lot. And in the past year, um, like last year, you know, with the pandemic, I had slowed down a lot, especially with teaching yoga. And now I've picked up more classes. So now I have to take afternoon naps. Maybe it's that, you know, turning 45 last month. (laughs) I enjoy taking afternoon naps. I love taking naps. It's my favorite thing to do. It's probably one of my favorite hobbies is taking Uh, naps. So yeah, so that's that's what's going on with me. I'm just trying to get my mind and my body to kind of connect and catch up with each other because I'm moving a lot. I'm moving, moving, which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. So I'm literally taking naps, midday naps, and just randomly, not planned. It's just sitting there. And then all of a sudden, Jason is like, you sleeping? Like, yeah. <laughs> now you just woke me up <laughs> from what would have been a good nap. Falling asleep during the middle of the day, watching TV, watching Judge Judy. No, 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 no watching TV. Yeah, watching YouTube, but um, just falling asleep. And then um, someone like Jason or a phone call would come in and interrupt my beautiful nap. But but yeah, just been tired. I've been exhausted, running, ripping and running constantly. But I, I don't think it's a, a bad thing. I think it's actually a good thing that my body is telling me, slow down. Yeah. And you know, I mean, May is jam-packed with a whole bunch of things. You know, the first week is my birthday, then it's Mother's Day. So some people are still having proms. You have uh, graduations, all types, middle school, elementary school, and high school, and some colleges, I believe, have graduations in May, too. So, Yeah, I know um, some people graduating. Some people are getting their master's, so shout out mm-hmm. to all the people that are graduating from high school, college, and all those things. Yeah, you know, trade school, from just you name it, people are graduating and it's different this year than in the past. I mean, my son is graduating from middle school and and he's having a drive-through graduation. There's an actual graduation? Mm Mm-hmm, but it's a drive-through graduation. How come I wasn't aware of the said graduation? What day is it? It's um, May 24th. But it's a drive through graduation. He doesn't want to go because he's just like, I don't want to go. So, And then I don't know if they're going to have an eighth grade dance or as when you were in eighth grade, eighth grade prom. <laughs> I think it was just called an eighth grade dance. I don't remember it being oh. prom. You don't remember calling it eighth grade prom? I don't remember uh-huh. that. I do remember what I wore. It was a striped mm-hmm. dress. Yeah, yeah, and it had no sleeves. 
Yeah, finally, because you never let me wear halter tops ever. I know, you have to be, you know, very modest. Sure, sure. What about you? Talk about how you're how you're feeling, especially turning the big two six. Hey, we need a soundboard. Yay! Yay! <laughs> yeah, how you feeling? I turned 26 uh, on May 4th. And before that, I had got my wisdom tooth taken out. So that was peak of adulting. Um, and the last of me using my parents' insurance, because once you turn 26, you don't have insurance anymore. Just kidding. You can still have insurance, but now I have insurance through my job, hopefully. And so that makes me feel like a real adult. Um, but you know, just happy to be here. Uh, it was a very chill birthday. I went and got some tacos. Um, and yeah, that was pretty much it. I'm just... You know, day by day, taking it in, trying to stay positive. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I don't, I don't really know. I'm just like, it's just normal these days. I'm just trying, you know, I realized that COVID has made me just be like, bleh. Are you coasting? Yes, coasting, I guess is what we'll call it. Some days I'm coasting, some days I feel very sad, some days I feel very happy. Most days I'm just coasting, just getting by. Okay. That's how it goes. Okay, yeah. okay. But you, you've been doing more. You've been, because the weather hasn't been so bad up north, so um, you've been riding your bike or walking, reading more. Have you been doing more? Yeah, I uh, rode my bike the other day. Um, and that was fun. And uh, I haven't been reading or anything. Um, I guess I'll go outside a little bit, but I really just been watching Netflix, lots of TV, mm -hmm. lots of Hulu. Handmaid's Tale is back, so that's exciting. Uh -huh. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I've been watching um, The Serpent. The Serpent? What is On that about? Netflix. Um, this guy who back in 1970s all the way to 2000, he uh, would drug and kill these travelers and hippies and take their identities and steal their identities because nobody really knew that they left their homes because they were like hippies. They were just people that traveled to Bangkok and to places like that. And eventually, and some detective really cared about people and was like we need to research this because these people are missing and don't you care Bangkok folks that people are missing and they eventually got caught well yeah. I'm down to two more episodes so I don't know I'm assuming they got caught because it's true uh is it like so is it like um scripted though or is it just it's like a documentary it's not a documentary. It's a uh, it's a drama. It's oh. yeah. It's people acting. It's really good. Though. It's really good. Really, really good. And it's yeah. like it's jumping back and forth from English to French. So you have to read it and you have to listen. It's you got to get into it. But anyways, we're not gonna talk about if y'all want to watch it and y'all have watched it. Let us know what you think about it. If you are a Hulu Handmaid's Tale, 
Yes, Handmaid's um, Tale. There's also good some good documentaries out there. The Tina Turner documentary is really good. Yes, that was that was very surprising. I Watch mean, it. I did. I mean, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but there was one part. What part? I was just like. I didn't think that's the way it happened. <laughs> then when it said it happened that way, I thought her best friend was the one that got her into, you know, meditating. I didn't know it was a white lady. Wasn't that her friend though? It still was a friend. Right? I know, but the movie depicted it a totally different way. So when I saw it in the documentary, I was kind of taken back, like, that's wrong. <laughs> Well, like, I can't say that's wrong because it's a documentary, but, um, but yeah, the movie had me thinking one kind of way. So I was expecting to see the same kind of, it's kind of like when you watch a, when you read a book and then you read a movie and then watch the movie and then, um, you find out they kind of glamorized it in the movie. Yeah. Well, I yeah, mean, that's point of, that's the point of the movie to make it, you know, you know right so that's why when you were a kid I always told you read the book it's better than the movie yeah you did always tell me that and now that's something that stuck with me forever that and let me think of some other things my favorite quote what you tolerate will become your standard and yeah many things um yes repeat that one more time that quote what you tolerate what you tolerate becomes your standard Oh, definitely on that note what are some good um mother's day movies that you can watch with your mom oh um stepmom it's a really good one yeah that's our favorite movie to watch together yeah stepmom what about you while i'm thinking i was gonna say stepmom that's the only one that i really, <laughs> really remember that i like watching I can't tell you off the top of my head. It's just, I'm drawing a blank. But people, if you know any good movies, let us know. Let us know. In the comments below. And happy Mother's Day to all the mothers and mother figures out there. Definitely, definitely. And yeah, all of the soon-to-be moms too. I've got a lot of people this year that are pregnant and getting ready to bring a child into the world like my best friend she's already a mom for her son but she's about to have another one soon so all those who are about to enter motherhood you should also celebrate mother's day as well and the grandmas and the aunties yeah you know and i'm not biased all the um doggy mommies and the cat mommies and the hamster mommies and the all the moms, plant moms. I mean all if you're taking moms. care of something whether they are a human being or not a living being um, and you're being an influence on that um, person or thing you know I think you should be celebrated should be as celebrated. a mom yeah yeah and all those who lost their moms, you know, because that's another thing, you know, losing yeah. your, losing a parent, losing a mom, a grandmother, you know, so I know that has to be hard for them too. So 
Happy Mother's Day, whether they are here with us or not here with us at all. Very, very true. Happy Mother's Day. And um, also in May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And yes. that is what we're going to be talking about today. So yeah. take it away, Nikki. <laughs> well, um, when it comes to mental health, it's I it, there's so many layers to it. Um, I think growing up, we kind of just brushed it under the table. You know, I am Generation X. Yes. So I was born in the 1970s. And uh, when it came to just our mental health and to anxiety and um, depression and even trauma, just dealing with it, that's all we had to do is just get over it. And, and then it made us think whatever is done to us will only make us stronger. So you just dealt with it and you felt because you dealt with it and you over you felt like you overcome it that you are stronger. But in fact, all it's doing is making it worse and you're going deeper and something will trigger it as you get older. I was explaining that to um, somebody the other day that in my 45-year-old body, when something triggers me from my past, I go back to a certain age. I go back to 12 or I go back to 10 and I feel whatever that anxiety is. So there are layers to these anxieties. So there's the common ones are like fight and flight. Mm-hmm. And fight is you get angry or you may have an outburst and it could be on just some random person, you know, or a random situation. It's just, that's what happens, you know, or you become a bully or you, you know, just become explosive. That's the fight in you. Mm -hmm. And then the flight is you start to overthink. And I think when we say overthink, I think a lot of people overthink, but I'm talking about compulsively overthinking, you know, where it gets you into a depression. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So we overthink, you know, I'm like, I'm looking at my plant. Is it pretty? Is it ugly? Did I, should I have really purchased it? To me, that's overthinking, but I don't get to the point where I am depressed about purchasing the plant. That's when I think, that's when I think it goes into your mental health, when it becomes so over compulsive that you can't even get up out of bed because you're still thinking about this plant and whether the purchase was the right thing or whether it's pretty, where it's ugly or, you know, and you're having difficulties getting on with your day because you're so over consumed about a plant. That's yeah. when mental health is becoming an issue. But if you're just overthinking, just random, and then you can kind of go on with your day, go on with your day. I don't think that is necessarily tapping into your mental health. I think we all go through those types of things. Yeah. You know? And then there's um, 
then I feel like there's also a freeze when you go numb, you know, um, where you feel deeply attached to a circumstance and you get stuck in that circumstance. You know what I mean? No. Kind of. No. Um, give me an example. Give you an example. Um, it's like you're watching yourself outside of your body. You're having an outer body experience. Gotcha. So you are in a situation and let's say um, somebody is yelling at you, yelling at you and yelling at you. You hear them yelling at you, but you're no you're longer here anymore. You're, yeah, you just disassociate with, you're not, you're no longer there. And they're like, do you hear me? Do you hear me? And you're kind of stuck because you remember when you were a kid right. and your parents were yelling at you and yelling at you and you could never say anything because a child has to stay in a child's place. So exactly. you feel stuck right there. Mm -hmm. Or you may have tried to defend yourself and the person is over talking you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you go into a space, a small, small space in your body. And you're like, I'm done. I don't, I don't even want to talk. And then you go into a depression. You don't even want to talk anymore. You don't want to communicate. You know what I'm saying? So you feel kind of stuck in that space. Right. And then is there another one? There is one more, um, and that is fawn. Nobody really talks about fawn, and that's the people pleaser, the, uh, you know, that person, that, those type of people that have a lack of identity, they're constantly, constantly trying to be somebody else. They never, they, they never know who they are, you know? And every time they... Um, go around somebody, they become that around that group. Around that group, they become that person. Yeah, yeah. a lack of identity, um, codependent, highly sensitive, just um, super like super empathetic. So always like, I know how this person feels, and you know, always putting themselves on the other person's foot. On, on other person's shoes other person's shoes yeah so yeah denying their own truth in an attempt to make someone else feel good okay for instance i have always been a very very small framed woman and i had a friend who was overweight and she always made me feel bad for being small because she was bigger, correct? Okay. So instead of me speaking my own truth, I would just always make her feel better. So, um, so she went constantly badger me because of her own insecurities. Yeah. You know, just to make her comfortable just to make her comfortable. And I found myself constantly doing that. Then I'd say, you know what, Nick, you need to stop that. That is not your truth. That's not your, you're not knocking her because she's bigger, but why are you knocking yourself? Because you're smaller. 
you know, that kind of thing. Like the need to avoid uh, conflict. I'm not trying to argue. I'm not trying to fight. I just want to please you. I just want you to be happy. I just want you to be happy. Always happy. But then you're not speaking your truth. And then you're not happy. So. And then you're not happy. And that's not a good friendship. So, you know. Right. And I think we all, a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people have a little bit of all four. What do you think? Of all four. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I was, when I was listening to you explain them, I was thinking that maybe I'm the fight one, possibly. Because, uh, I mean, for me, I guess, like when you're saying, like in the beginning, you were saying, like dealing with mental health, you kind of just, pushed under the rug like y'all never spoke about it and so I think that kind of trickled down to my generation too because I find it very hard to even talk about like my emotions or like just even have like a regular conversation or not I'm not a regular conversation like just a conversation about how I'm feeling and usually when I try to express how I'm feeling I get upset because I can't find the words to express myself so I guess I go into that fight type of mode and I'm just like forget it we like I just like forget it and I get upset and then either you know start getting like really emotional and start crying and can't breathe having a panic attack type of situation um because I've just swept like swept so many things under the rug and so now like it's all bottled up to the top and now my mental health and everything is just very like over right like you know overflowing especially when it comes to having certain like your parents or your family or friends having certain expectations of you and you can't meet those expectations or maybe you don't even want to meet that expectation that can get so overwhelming yeah and that's the fun is to just feel overwhelmed and not being able to speak your truth and knowing that the other person is going to accept that truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I mean, these are interesting. I never heard of the flight, fight, flight, bond, freeze. So I think that it's a good concept or not a good concept, but like a good way to explain like how people handle certain situations. Um mm-hmm. And I know that after, I mean, we're still in the pandemic, but this pandemic has made people like more aware of their mental health and how, you know, being alone, staying alone. Like some people had to be in their apartments by themselves and realize I don't even like the space that I live in anymore. Right. Just different things like that. So I know that after this pandemic is done, people are going to need a lot of help to get back to normal. Um, I know myself, I'm like having random anxiety about just hanging out with people just because right. I haven't hung out with many different people in a very long mm-hmm. time. So it's like overwhelming to be around just different people that I don't see, that I haven't seen for a year. Right, right. And um, yeah, I, I totally um, understand, but you got to understand that this pandemic has put a lot of people in either f- whether they're in fear or they are in a comfort zone. Like now it's comf- like some people love being 
in, in isolation, self-isolation. And that comfort zone, it becomes a permission slip and an excuse not to go out there and be amazing and be around people and to be confident that everything's gonna be okay. You know, that's why being inside your home, you still have to do the work. You still have to do the work, whether it is meditating, reading, kind of feeding yourself, feeding your soul, feeling like don't get so comfortable with just self-isolating. It is not healthy at all. You have to be around people. You, you have to you have to have social communication with others, yeah. you know? And people are starting to get out there. Isn't New York about to open like in July or something like that? Like completely yeah. open? Yeah, July 1st, the New York, the New York, <laughs> July 1st, New York will be open. And uh, I mean, like I said, I'm nervous. I have anxiety about it. Um, I don't know if that if I like isolation or I just like the excuse of not having to hang out with a lot of people. Um, not that I don't want to hang out with people, but I mean, I was able to save so much money because of this pandemic mm-hmm. and just being able to stay home <laughs> and not having to go anywhere. So I, well, think, I think I think it's also an opportunity to learn more about yourself, too. Yeah. And see who you really should be hanging out with and who you shouldn't be hanging out with. That because some true. people are just free. They out there just, they're not even worried about the pandemic. You're like, oh, you know? So, but um, another big aspect when it comes to uh, mental health is uh, breathing. Yes, right? breathing is key. Uh, a lot of people have been telling me just to breathe. I actually have a, a reminder on my phone that says, breathe. Sometimes you got to take it one day at a time, one hour at a time, or one minute by minute. So that's, that is the motto that I've been living by. And that's why every time you ask me how I'm doing, I'm literally <laughs> just trying to breathe and just get through yeah. the day. Yeah, my Apple Watch, you know, is on my actual wrist. So when I get overwhelmed, I guess it has something where it literally buzzes on my arm and it will tell me to breathe. And it's like, stop and breathe. And then, and it'll tell you to just close your eyes, calm down and breathe. But it, I guess it's determining my pulse rate when something is going on. Maybe I haven't taken the opportunity to breathe. So yeah, breathing is one of the best ways to uh, lower stress in your body. Yeah. But I've tried your breathing exercise. The um, what is it? Uh, high off your own supply. Yeah, high off your own supply, and it's it's just like a sequence of like in through the nose, out through the mouth three times, in through the mm-hmm. mouth, out through the nose three times. And then what's the last one? In through, in through the, the nose, out, out through, the, through the nose, and then in through the mouth and out, out through the mouth. mouth. Three times. And, and then, then just regular breathing. Regular breathing. And that works. Uh, I also think, you know, stretching and breathing, you know, that's good for 
just to start your day sometimes or to end your day um, when your day is completely over. Uh, but I do forget to breathe sometimes. And so um, I'll take a little marijuana break and that's where I get my, my breathing exercises in. So you have to inhale and exhale. Well, I think that a lot of people um, don't breathe correctly. They just allow the body to do it on its own because that's what it's been doing since day one. And sometimes we don't breathe. I know you need to breathe in order to live, but sometimes we do hold the breath, especially when anxiety comes our way. But I think when you start to learn how to breathe properly, one of the best things to do is to practice a little self-compassion. Be kind to yourself as you start practicing uh, deep breathing because the results don't come overnight. It's, it takes practice and it takes time. And you have to recognize what or how you're feeling without judging yourself and being mad at yourself because you're still not getting it. You know, right. it's, a, it's, it's, it's not about perfection. It's, it's a progress and it's a practice. And, um, and, and like you said, find a guide. There are apps, there are audio books about it. And like I said, on my phone, it reminds me to do it. And, you know, you have an affirmation sitting there telling you one day at a time, one minute at a time. A person could be there to help you with that as well. Like mm -hmm. um, the person that I'm dating always tells me to breathe. Um, and sometimes we'll hug each other and we have to breathe mm -hmm. in and out three times. And it's really comforting to do that. Yeah. Um, sometimes I don't want to do it. So I'm just like, why are we doing all this breathing? <laughs> but afterwards I feel great. I'm like, oh, this was actually good. I actually needed this second to just get everything together and just stop and just yes. inhale, exhale. All right. All right. Good. Yes. Get a partner. Get even there's even meditation groups, breathing groups. I'm pretty sure you can find something out there to help you breathe. The breath is the key, is one of the keys to reducing anxiety and improving your mental health. Yeah, and um, I think another thing that people forget, I know sometimes I'll be sitting at my desk and like my jaw is just like clenched for no reason. So that's also another thing that um, just remember to relax and unclench your jaw <laughs> just mm -hmm. you yeah know, that's mm -hmm. another thing that I've realized about myself sometimes that I'm just like I don't even know why I'm just that's just what's happening and if you know the people out there feel like they need further help in their mental health there are definitely resources out there for someone who's struggling with their mental health there are ways out there to get help and there are ways out there to get support. Yeah, so. there are a ton of ways. Um, I'm going to put some resources on the Instagram that I found. Um, there was this one resource that I have found that has like 55 mental health resources for people of color. Uh, a few of them that I already know, like Therapy for Black Girls, which helps you um, find a therapist that is of color. 
um, which can be very helpful and relatable when you in therapy. There's also tons of podcasts uh, for people to listen to mm -hmm. um, that deal with like just your wellness and just how to keep yourself, you know, healthy. Yes, because your birthright is happiness. You're supposed to be happy. So that's um, something to work on, a destination to getting to that happy place, not just outside, but inside. True happiness. Thanks for joining us this week on Is That Just This podcast. Tune in next time where it's our sixth and final episode and you will be very surprised what we're going to discuss. <laughs>